Hey everybody, this is uh, Rob Sean of uh, Hunting Out Loud, and today uh, we're going to talk a little fishing, mix it up a little bit, and uh, we have uh, Mike Boggs on. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, Robbie? Everything's good, bud. <laughs> doing good. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on here, buddy. Yeah, it's good. It's good to mix it up, you know. I'm in all that deer hunting and all this and that, but uh, it's good to hear from a fisherman. But uh. You know, Mike, I was just uh, curious, you know, when did, when did you get start, started into the bass tournament fishing and all that? Well, I was just like any other normal kid, you know, grew up pond fishing, bluegills and stuff like that, and was really fortunate enough that I had a couple guys in my family, uh, uh, an uncle, Tim Cornette, and his dad, uh, Bud Cornette, that really took me under their wings and got me into really, you know, bass fishing. They would take me on trips to uh, Cherokee Lake in Tennessee and Kentucky Lake uh, on spring breaks when we would be out of school, and that really gave me a taste of, of bass fishing and probably what really got me started into really wanting to fish as much as I could, learn all I could. Uh, obviously, you know, I was – only probably 11 or 12, 13 years old back when I first got into bass fishing. But those two guys really got me into bass fishing. Well, I mean, you know, me coming up, I grew up in Florida when I was a kid. And my my uncle, you know, he was, a, he was pretty much a bass guy down there. I mean, he was catching monster bass. And, you know, he, he'd sneak me in these canals and stuff and, and you, you know, he knew what he was doing and catching these monsters. And uh, so, of course, when I moved up to Kentucky, come up here, you know, I was spoiled. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much over me because you know I was used to that, and then come up here. But uh, you know, then I got into hunting and stuff like that. But uh, you know, you, you you took it off and uh, got into the tournaments. I mean, what type of tournaments are you fishing? Uh, uh, you know, I, I know there's a major league and, and some that I just watch on TV. But uh, I mean, what are you into? Uh, right now, I, I fish uh, primarily the, the state federations through Kentucky. Um, what got me into that was the Louisa Bass Club, uh, getting started with those and a lot of the guys that, you know, that to really get started, you know, Bass Club is the way to go, uh, especially if the guys are real friendly. Uh, and they'll take you under their wings and get you started in different techniques and what to look for and patterns of the bass and stuff like that along the way. And those guys really helped me along and got me introduced into the Federation of Fishing. And you, now you've got two sides, the BASS side and the FLW or the TBF side that you can fish. Um, I'm a director on the, the bass side. I was a director on the FLW side. And both of them are good grassroots uh, places to get started. And from there, obviously, you can make it all the way up to the big shows of the Forest Wood Cup or uh, the Bassmasters Classic. And uh, there's a local boy here now, that uh, B.J. Nelson from Louisa, who has won his way on the FLW side all the way up to uh, fishing the BFL All-American. And he's going to do that right here at the end of the month. Um, as you as you recall in the, the picture you posted on your podcast, uh I was in the uh, Bass Nationals uh, down at Lake Conroe in Houston, Texas, 
and top three position automatically get a uh, Bassmasters Classic berth. Uh, unfortunately, I, I wound up as uh, fourth place and didn't get to go, but uh, just a great opportunity. And that's still my my one dream of all time bass fishing is probably just like anybody else's is to fish the Bassmasters Classic. So uh, you know, I guess with the tournament stuff, it's just the competition and stuff. I mean, is that I mean, is that what it's about? I mean, for you personally, you know what I mean? Just like a you know, when I'm deer hunting, it's between me and a, a big buck and stuff like that. And uh, when you're in them tournaments and stuff, I guess it's, uh, I mean, it has to be the competition and stuff that keeps you excited. And like you say, your goal to be in the Bassmasters Classic someday, I mean. Uh, I it it is, Robbie. Uh, you know, I mean, just like you're you're in a competition between you and a deer that you've got on trail camera and you're looking for that specific deer, you know, bass fishing, it's, it's much the same way. It's you're in a competition with the bass. And uh, I tell everybody it's like working a puzzle. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to find the, the McDonald's or the Texas Roadhouses, you know, that's out there in that lake where all these fish are going to feed at or eat at or where a big – congregation of fish is is at and you're trying to find that and you got to put the puzzles uh the the puzzle pieces together in order to locate one of those spots and then you know i tell everybody anybody can catch a fish it's finding the fish that's the hard part and right. you know if every time you catch a fish and, and just uh you know now I, I tell my son every time you catch a fish ask yourself two questions where was that fish at, and why was that fish there? And if you can answer those two questions, then you've come a long ways in solving the puzzle to putting a pattern together, to duplicating it. And, again, ask those two questions every time you catch a fish, and that will help you put a pattern together no matter what body of water you're on. Right, and I guess it's much like, uh, you know, deer hunting with, you know, deer season here comes in at September and ends in January. And, you know, every three weeks, every month, the pa their patterns change, you know, from September to, to October, November, January. You're you're always having to change it up to keep up with the deer. And, you know, I guess bass, I imagine, is probably the same way, uh, keeping it, up with it, the food source or whatever. You know, that's, that's the way we do with deer. You know, I'm always keeping up with the food source or, or the pre-rut or rut, stuff like that. And, uh it, it's the same same way, you know, pre-spawn uh, to, to to the spawn, to the post-spawn, to, you know, uh, middle of the summer temperatures. Then you go into the fall where you're transitioning and your bait fish is transitioning back into the creeks and following the shad back into the creeks. And, and then you got, you know, just like the deer, they don't all um, come in heat at the same time and neither does the fish they don't all go to spawn at the same time so you know those those patterns will will cross over each other depending on where you're at um just for existence this year you know i, I got to go the chance to go down and fish the uh, central regional which is on toledo Bend, and that was held uh, march 7th 8th and 9th and the fish that we was fishing down there was pre-spawn to spawn and 
you know, you transition as the water warms and everything like that, and we're just now into that same season up here in Kentucky and southern Ohio where we're, you know, pre-spawn, spawn, and then some of them's post-spawn already. So as as the water warms and as the bass transitions from those um, pre-staging, getting ready for the spawn and then the post-spawn, you know, that that water, or as the water warms, and depending on what region you're in, that'll happen at a different time of season, just like the rut does from Texas to Kentucky to Saskatchewan. Yeah, just just keeping up with things, like you said, and just, uh, you know, I guess just keeping track of time, you know, just, uh, you know, Mike, you know, as I get older and stuff, you know, when you're younger or when I was younger, I was just thinking about harvesting big bucks, this and that, me, me, me. But as I get older, you know, I start thinking about the youth, the next generation of hunters, outdoorsmen, fishermen, and stuff like that. And, uh, it, and you know, times are changing, things are changing, and, and I just see bigger battles for for kids, you know, hunting and stuff and keeping the numbers up. And one thing that I, I, I didn't even realize, you know, but around here, uh, a lot of the high schools have uh, bat, or I guess, uh, bass teams or whatever, fishing tournaments from the high schools. Uh, I, I didn't even know they'd done that. How long have they been doing that, or, or do you know? Um, I'm going to guess, but I'm not real sure. I think Kentucky approved it to be a, a varsity sport here um, approximately three years ago, so 2015. Uh, as far as the, the juniors and stuff like that, uh, the Federation has always had a junior program or a youth program. But I'll tell you what, since uh, FLW and Bass both have started up these college circuits and then worked their way on down to high school, and it's continuing to grow through the juniors, it's amazing how quick these kids pick up on things and how quickly they learn. And the all of those, from, from the youth to the high school to the college, um, is just growing leaps and bounds. And that's a good thing because, you know, everybody oh. sees all these kids as, you know, video gamers and everything like that. Man, it's great to see kids get outdoors and enjoy the outdoors uh, and be part of it. And in that way, oh. that will continue to grow the sport and continue to teach them conservation and how to care for the animals, whether it be deer or whether it be bass, just all the fish, how to – how to take care of it so we'll have a resource for the future maybe for you know our grandkids or you know our great grandkids that the bass fishing in the state of kentucky will be here and the deer hunting as good as we've got it here in the state will be as good as it is now hey i, Robbie, I, I agree I, i'm sure as you can remember when we was uh first started deer hunting i think i was eight or nine you was probably about the same age you know just to see a deer in the state of Kentucky, uh, I remember, I can remember the first time I ever seen a deer. I thought it was something. And then, you know, you hunt, uh, back then Kentucky only had 10 days of, of gun season. I remember Lewis County only having three or four days. And look where we've come from in the deer population. And, you know, as you teach kids conservation and, and the animals continue, you know, practice catch and release with fishing. That way you get an opportunity to catch that fish again. It's going to continue to get better and better. 
I'm telling you, it's leaps and bounds, like you say, from when we was kids. I mean, you know, it, when I was in high school, you you didn't hear a turkey. You'd go out there anywhere you wanted in this area, for sure. There was no turkeys. And like you said, very few deer when we was young around here. And that's what our money, you know, all the sportsmen, outdoorsmen, hunters, fishermen, that's what our money has done. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, we get attacked by, you know, the anti-hunters and stuff like that. And, of course, you just can't argue with people like that. They just don't get it. They don't understand it. That that is correct, uh, and it, it's 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 really hard to deal with people like that, Robbie. And I'll just leave it at that. But uh, just to, to see these kids get out with somebody that knows, uh, just get the kids outdoors to where they'll pick it up on their own. And uh, I'll give you a prime example uh, of how quick kids learn. Uh, the last two Bassmasters Classics been won by Jordan Lee, who hasn't been out of college but three years, maybe four years ago, graduated from Auburn University and has won back-to-back classics, one on Lake Conroe and one on uh, Lake Hartwell this past year. And just, I mean, he is out there competing with the best in the business, and he is one of the best in the business. And oh, no just, doubt how quick kids can pick up on things and how quick they they learn. Um, I'm trying to teach my son right now, and he is doing a tremendous job. And just to put a a pick in for him, Robbie, uh, took him out on the river. I've been waiting for the river to get somewhat right with all the rain that we've had this spring and muddy water. Uh, We went down to Kenny Kinnick uh, this past Sunday morning. Uh, first boat in the parking lot, got there just after daylight, and it wasn't uh, five or ten minutes into it, he's already got one in the boat well over three and a half pounds out of Kenny Connick. And uh, we never left Kenny. Uh, we had five fish that probably would have pushed nine pounds uh, for our best five out of the river. Um, Isn't that something? It, it, it's, it's really exciting to to see how fast and you know parent, as parents we kind of mold our kids to to our way of thinking and let these kids think outside the box you know absolutely give them, I agree live, let them have an open mind and uh, let them learn from their mistakes and and move on and and that way they grow from that and just to see my son. He he likes to fish totally different than I do, even though, you know, I try to coach him and, and teach him along, and he's done an outstanding job. Uh, we come back home on Sunday evening, and uh, I live right on the uh, little Sioda River, not the big Sioda that runs in on the west side of Portsmouth, but, but the one that runs right in there at Sodaville. And uh, got a little pond prowler with a little trolling motor on it, and we go up that creek, and, and we catch... 16, 17 fish between the two of us, and his best five way outweighs mine. But both of us together, we had a legit uh, over 12-inch size limit that probably would have went close to 8 pounds out of the little Sioda River, uh, just down there messing around. And it's just amazing that nobody... You know, fish is that little creek, and the the amount of fish that it's got in it is just great. So 
when you guys listen to this podcast, get out and hit these creeks. Uh, Kenny Connick, uh, Tiger Creek, Little Sandy, up the creeks. You know, kayaks are growing right now, leaps and bounds. Uh, I know uh, Borders Market out here is carrying kayaks. And just, man, that gets to remote waters that nobody gets to. And, and these creek fish, hey, just because you see a piece of wood laying there and it's almost out of the water, that's deep enough to hold a river fish. Uh, okay. I'm here to tell you, some of the places that we caught fish, you'd have thought, well, I could have seen that fish. But uh, Mother Nature and her camouflage uh, does well for fish in shallow water and uh all these creeks are good around us we're fortunate enough that you know they all got a great population of fish in them we just don't utilize them much because they're harder to get to Uh, and you know i don't see uh i don't which you know i'm not a fisherman but the ohio river you know and i work on the ohio river so i'm there 10 hours a day and if i see one or two boats go up that ohio river in a month it's a it just surprised me, and and you, you just don't see anybody on the river. Uh, there, I mean, there's a select few of us that you know, river rats that that we love the river. Um, I'd rather go to the river than I would any of the lakes that we got around here. Kentucky, Ohio, or West Virginia, all combined, my favorite place to go is the Ohio River. And For, and you know, I I hear that from some of the other guys that I know that bass fish, you know, somewhat like you do, and. And they're always successful on that river, but uh, and, and I don't know, do they still have uh, tournaments on the river like they used to? It seemed like, you know, a few years back, it seemed like there was always a tournament being held. You know, you'd hear it on the radio, big bass tournament or something on the river. And I mean, is, is that stuff still going on on the river? Is it more in Yatesville and stuff like that, or or what's the deal with all that? There is still big tournaments that goes on Yatesville. Um, uh, the Yatesville Open was here just a couple weeks ago. I think that took almost 17 pounds to win up there. So Yatesville is producing pretty good right now. And, and I believe what I read from the uh, Internet and everything, that was the most fish that they'd ever weighed in at that tournament. Um, the Ohio River right now, there's still some open tournaments. I believe Wednesday and Thursday night is going out of a little sandy ramp. There is also an open tournament that I think uh, Aaron Strickland is running out of Portsmouth. Um, so if you want to fish below the green of blocks rather than above the green of blocks, I think that goes out of the oftener ramp there by the uh, campers, uh, the campsites right along the river there. And I think that is on Thursday evening, if, I, if I'm correct on that, about 5 o'clock. I know, Robbie, that kind of hits me and you because we don't get off till 5 o'clock, but those right. guys are still running those tournaments. So, yeah, there's still opportunities out there to fish some open tournaments. Uh, the, the big one that I can remember... Uh, on the river that happens that's happened about the last six or seven years is the Labor Day tournament that happens with the uh, all the stuff with um, the pageant and the concerts and everything that goes on there at Portsmouth they have a big bass tournament uh, again that Aaron Strickland has helped run and a few others there in the past and I believe they give away like five or six thousand dollars to win I know I've been in that I know some of the other local guys, such as John Nevison, uh, has fished in that. And just a, a really good tournament that draws a lot of local talent here and uh, has a good turnout. I think uh, last year they was approaching 70 boats in that thing. Yeah. So for a river tournament, that's a pretty good-sized tournament. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, uh, hey, Mark, if you have uh, one place to fish, Greenfish, Green Lake, or whatever, wh- where's it at? Where's your one place Any, uh, or one lake? Uh, I'll, I actually wrote some notes here, Robbie, and I'll break it down. But as far as the home waters around here, no doubt about it, the Ohio River. Um, you can catch spots, you can catch smallmouth, you can catch largemouth. And you can catch them, you know, besides the spots, the biggest one I've ever seen out of the river is about three and a half pounds, and my son caught it. But uh, smallmouth, I've caught them out of the river uh, close to five pounds. Largemouth, I have caught five pounders out of the river. Right. Um, my favorite largemouth lake. You follow Anywhere Alabama. In the world. You, you follow, follow Alabama. I've Just heard that several times. Outstanding people down there. The community is great. They love fishermen. Uh, just everywhere you go, everybody speaks to you. They might not know you, but they'll speak to you. Um, right. As far as my favorite brownfish lake, that's going to be up north of Lake St. Clair. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go there here in a couple of weeks, uh, Memorial Week, and it all started probably about eight years ago because my son will be eight, or excuse me, be 14, and we started when he was six years old. So we always take a trip up there every Memorial uh, weekend and just have a absolute blast. I've heard that's a good place, and, and you know a lot of the musky guys I talk to, they talk about. I guess that's Lake Saint Clair. They talk about. I'm pretty sure. Yes, sir. Tremendous musky fishermen. Uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to hook some of them toothy creatures when I've been up there. Uh, my biggest <laughs> out of Saint Clair is 46 inch or so far. Uh, but they just I've seen some follow baits in that's been way bigger than 46 inches. Uh, that's what I hear. I hear it's a it's a good heck of a place. Well, man, other than, uh, you know, all your bass fishing and stuff, but what else you got going on? You still deer hunting and all that stuff, I guess? Uh, deer hunting is a pastime for me uh, to get back into <laughs> bass fishing, but uh, I do deer hunt. Uh, I still love to get uh, more so in a bow stand than in a gun stand. Uh, love, just right. love to bow hunt in the fall of the year, especially around, you know, from November the 1st to November the 15th. Uh, if you're in this part, man, you've got to be in the woods at that time. Uh, oh, love to hit you up one of these spring, springs if I can lay a rod down long enough to get out and chase some of them gobblers. That is one thing that I've never done. And well, my son has already done that, is, uh, is kill a, uh, you know, a wild turkey. I've never done that before. But, uh, everybody says they got to do it. But like you, you know, like you said, with the way I hunt, it seems like everything falls at the same time when you're turkey hunting. I know it's a good time to fish and the best time to deer hunt. I, I you know, is one of the better times to fish, I guess. Yes, sir, that of, is. It, it, it makes it tough, you know, so I know for me, because, you know, I, I finally bought me a boat out here, but uh, by the time I get done hunting, it seems like, you know, well, you know how it is. You're on the other side of things. That's the way you have a passion for fishing and stuff like that. But, uh, but anyway, hey, Mike, I sure appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Robbie, and, and look forward to hopefully doing this again and keeping up with the fishermen along with the hunters. Oh, absolutely.